Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, as always. It's good to be back. I'm uh, taping a show today. I'm going to be covering uh, my dad, who uh, I've really talked about yet on the podcast. Um, he passed away a couple years ago um, at the age of 84. And you're like, that math seems weird, and uh, yeah, I had an older dad. He was uh, 20 years older than my mom, and uh, but you never really would have noticed, you know. He was very active with us, and uh, just an amazing dad. And uh, yeah, it was uh, sad to see him go. He. Uh, Developed a lot of health problems late later in life. He had uh, um, congestive heart failure and uh, type two diabetes, and towards the end, it was just a balancing act between his uh, heart and his kidneys, and uh, it was just rough times. But uh, what I'd like to talk about today is something that uh, my dad invented. And, uh, well, I should probably take that back. I don't know if he invented it, but he definitely perfected it. And uh, with Christmas fast approaching and the holidays, and you're going to be getting a lot of gifts, probably a lot of stuff that you don't want, you know, sweaters and whatnot. And uh, so my dad uh, was a huge fan of returning things. But not only returning things, returning things that others would consider to be unreturnable. Things that are like 10 years old. Things that are broken. Things that weren't even purchased at that store. This was a challenge for my dad. He loved it. Loved the challenge. So what we did was we coined one of his major moves uh the switcheroo now this maneuver if done correctly will save you millions the basis of this maneuver is as follows let's say you go to a store and you purchase something usually it's a high-end item but uh, that never stopped my dad he did this with Shower heads and screwdrivers, even food from the grocery store. Um, so it was uh, the switcheroo. So basically what he would do is let's say you purchase something like uh, like a vacuum cleaner. And you've got the vacuum cleaner for several years, maybe five. And one day you wake up and you're vacuuming and the vacuum breaks. Now, any normal person would be like, oh, shoot, the vacuum is broken. I need to throw it away and go buy another vacuum. 
Not my dad. My dad pulled the switcheroo, which consisted of going back to that store where you purchased the vacuum, buying another one, the exact same vacuum, taking the brand new one out, and putting the old shitty one in the new box, taking it back, and now you have a free brand new vacuum cleaner. It was my dad's uh, mentality that if something had a warranty on it, or they claimed that it would last for a specific amount of time, and it didn't, he's owed a new thing. I think uh, uh, a couple of my favorites where he purchased a mattress and box spring from Sears and the salesman guaranteed him that the bed would last for 10 years. At the very least, he could guarantee that the bed would last for 10 years. So right around uh, nine years and four months, the mattress broke down, like some of the, the springs broke or something, and there was a divot in the mattress. So my dad uh, called up Sears and argued with them that he was guaranteed a 10-year bed set, and it only lasted for nine years and three months. So he was entitled to a brand new bed set. The truth is, sometimes I think these places, uh, <coughs> some of these places just agreed with him and did what they wanted because they didn't want to have to deal with him anymore. We used to, we used to make a lot of jokes that uh, Sears had a, a picture of my dad at the return department, saying, "You know, don't let this guy sweet talk you. He's a he's a thief. You know." But he argued with him, argued with him for a long time, and uh, and they they gave him a brand new bed. I mean, to this day, it's still amazing to me. Um, one of his favorite pastimes was dealing with the uh, the living room set. I mean, oh my God, I can't even remember how many living room sets we went through. But he would purchase uh, he would purchase. Like a double recliner couch and a couple recliners, and uh, after a couple years, they would all start getting fucked up or whatever, and then he'd call the store and argue with them, and then they would come out and replace the living room set. I mean, it was just standard practice, you know? One time we went to... Uh, um, I think a lot of these stories involve Sears, because my dad felt like Sears was... Uh, a little lackluster in their security and were able to let a few things slide there. Um, but we went there to buy a new TV for the living room and there was this really cool television that, that had its own uh, uh, you know, TV stand or whatever. And we really liked it, but they didn't have any more of them. They just had the floor model. So the guy uh, agreed to sell the, uh, the floor model to my dad at a, re a reduced price which my dad uh, finagled. And uh, they said they were going to uh, send somebody out to the house to install it for us because it had to be installed or something, or it was just included with the TVs that you bought at Sears that somebody would come out and uh, 
basically hook up the wires for you like you're a tiny idiot. So these two guys came out, and uh, they delivered the television, took the old one away, and then they were hooking up the new television. And one of the guys, I'll never forget it, we were sitting in the living room, and I look up, and all I see is him go, whoop, and you just heard kind of a and like there was a big puff of smoke and uh, my dad goes what the shit what are you doing back there and he goes oh i am so sorry sir but uh i think i just blew the tube on this television and he was like well you better fix it or whatever so he calls his boss and his boss shows up and he looks at it and he's like sure as shit you blew the tube and uh so my dad's like all right whatever fix it and he goes well no this this can't be fixed like this television would have to be replaced so my dad his eyes lit up and i was just like oh shit and he's like well then let's replace it maybe with a brand new one maybe one that's nicer and they were like well come into the store and uh and we'll fix it so he ended up getting uh a better tv for a better price and uh there was another time where uh he uh he got a like a bonus at work or something like that and it was this tiny little television it was like oh god the screen was probably like five inches by five inches and it had a radio on it and it was just this like little tiny television and it had a an adapter that you could plug into the cigarette lighter uh, but the cool part was it had connectors on the back where you could actually connect like a Nintendo or a VCR. So when we took road trips in our family station wagon, we would bring that television with and uh, hook up, you know, the, the DVD player or uh, the Nintendo. Or at the time, it was a VHS. I don't think DVD existed back then, but... Uh, so we'd hook it up and watch movies, play games. It was a pretty cool thing. So um, after one of the trips we got home, the television wasn't working right. So Sears has this thing, and I I don't know if they still do it. They probably do, but they had a uh, like a repair department there for electronics and um, appliances and stuff like that. And you didn't even have to buy it there. Like they would give you a quote on how much to fix it, and I don't know if it's that relevant nowadays where. You know, a DVD player is like $20, so if it breaks, I don't know why you would even bother trying to fix it. Maybe if you had, like, you know, a flat-screen TV or something that you wanted to get worked on, but it used to be a huge thing. Like, we'd go down there on Saturdays, and my dad would bring stuff down there to get repaired, and the place would be just jammed with people. So we had this, like, little television set, and it wasn't working, so we brought it in there, and the guy said they'd take a look at it or whatever. So after, like, uh, a week or two, we didn't hear anything, and uh, my dad was getting all pissed off, so he called Sears, and he's like, you know, where the hell's our television? You told me it was going to be, like, a couple days, and it's been, like, two weeks, and they said, let me go check on it. So they went back, and they, uh, they spent all this time trying to find it, and they go, uh, we're going to have to call you back because we can't seem to find it. And my dad's like all right well call me back and uh then they didn't call back so he uh he called him the next day and uh they rooted around and they still said they couldn't find it so we went over to sears and my dad was talking to the manager he's like 
well, what are we going to do about this? You lost my television. And he's like, well, sir, it's a five by five television. And, you know, it's probably worth like 150 bucks or something like that. And he goes, all right, then just give me $150. And the guy's like, well, we can't do that. And he's like, well, give me another television. So they actually agreed and allowed my dad to pick out any TV he wanted that was at or below like 150 bucks. So for this like little shitty 5x5 television that he got at work as a bonus, he ended up switching it out for like a 19-inch color television that uh, up until uh, him passing away, that television sat on his nightstand in... uh, in his bedroom that was the tv that he watched when he went to bed and it was funny because uh after they made that deal and they gave him the television i think it was like a month and a half later that uh they called him on the phone to let him know that they actually found the five by five television and all he said on the phone was uh i don't know what you're talking about we got all the tvs we need and he just hung up the phone and they kept trying to get in contact with him and he wouldn't take the phone calls because he was worried that they were going to make him return the other television and he was like, fuck, damn, I'm not returning that TV. But uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other ridiculous uh, returns that uh, he had done. The uh, Yeah, there was something that involved... Oh, so they bought uh, a minivan, brand new, and... Uh, there was a ton of shit that was wrong with it and he brought it back like six, 16 times and they repaired it every time and never charged him a penny for it which I thought was like completely amazing but uh, I think the one the one that surprised me the most and I think the one that uh, he may have gone a little too far on and I think it was just because he like had free reign like nobody would fuck with him and and he was just returning all this shit and like nobody was giving him crap about it so i think this was his one move at like just kind of let's see if this will fly you know so we were getting the uh upstairs bathroom remodeled and uh uh the one shower head was broken so we had to buy a new shower head so we went to the target or whatever and the shower head was like 25 bucks and my dad was just like appalled at the price of the shower head so he buys the shower head and we head home and the guy installs the shower head and uh and he's about to throw away the old shower head and my dad's like oh why don't you give me that shower head so uh you know the two shower heads are completely different and literally the one shower head that was in the shower probably had been there since they bought the house so this was a brand new, nicer shower head, and it's just old, shitty, like, mildew on it. Not even even remotely close to the picture that's on the box. My dad takes it, tosses it in that box, puts it in a bag, and we head back to Target. And uh, he slides it on the table there for the lady, and he's like, he goes, yeah, I just, uh, I need to return the shower head. It's, uh, it's kind of not what I wanted. So most times, back then, Target, they wouldn't even look in the box. Like, if the weight of the box kind of went with what it should be, they just kind of tossed it in a barrel in the back and just gave you your money back. 
So I don't know what it was this time, but the lady opened the box and looked in there and she pulled the shower head out and it just obviously looks like it's 20 years old. It's covered in mildew. It looks disgusting. And she goes, sir, there is no way that this is the shower head. And he goes, yeah, I know. Right. He's like, I went back there. I bought that. I got home. I opened it up. There was this old moldy shower head in there. And then uh, they just were like staring back and forth at each other forever and she's like, sir, this is a shower head from your house. And he's like, no, 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 no. I purchased that here. I opened it up. And there was that old shitty shower head in there. So I'd like my money back, please. And uh, I think this lady could just realize she was dealing with somebody that just was not going to let it go. So maybe just to move it along and not have to deal with him anymore she just pulled out 25 bucks and gave it to him and was just like get the hell out of here but uh yeah he uh he pulled some amazing things with that switcheroo man i mean he just became legendary with the uh the living room furniture and and his bed set and the shower head and just so much stuff and and uh trying to keep that alive like i bought a vacuum and it really was like a shitty thing like we threw away the box and everything and we used it for like a week and it broke so we tried to return it and they were like well you don't have a receipt or a box so we can't take it so both like me and my wife looked at each other and like this like glimmer of recognition we went and we bought the same vacuum got it home put the old one in there and nowadays it's a little tougher to pull off the old switcheroo because they really go through the product now when you're returning it like they pull it out and they look to make sure all the pieces are there and all that kind of shit especially with pricey uh, uh, appliances and electronics they want to make sure it's the right thing um, and they won't even take stuff now like that's been opened especially like video games and DVDs because you can burn them so so easily so we took it home and it was like, uh, you know, uh, trying to put together a puzzle because we had to like roll the cord back up in the exact same way and whatever. But uh, we brought it back in there and uh, they took it and gave it our gave us our money back and we both just fucking high fived, heading out the door, kind of pointing up at Pop like that one's for you, buddy, you know? Because he uh, he was just a funny guy, man. He used to get upset over the stupidest things, like, um, and, and, you know, my wife will laugh at this, but, you know, I, I suffer from the same thing, but he used to hate uh, when there was uh, a really long wait at a restaurant, like, either getting your table or the waitress not coming over enough or taking forever to get your food or the food's wrong or whatever, like, he would just get so upset over all that kind of stuff. And when me and my wife first met, I was the same way, and she's just so cool and laid back, you know. She's just like, you know what, you just got to relax about the whole restaurant thing, man. You know, it's like if we're out to go to a restaurant, we'll get a table at some point, you know. Maybe we're not getting the best service in the world, but we're still getting served, you know. The thing that just drives me out of my mind is when... Uh, I, I'm looking at a server and I'm saying that I don't want this certain thing on my sandwich or my dinner. 
And it's usually one thing. I don't like tomatoes. I don't like them on anything. Just staring right at her. No tomatoes. And the fucking food shows up. And every freaking time, tomatoes on everything. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I just, I don't know why that's so hard. And and, uh, it drives me insane when a waitress comes up to the table and she's not writing anything down. Like, I get it, okay? You've done this a long time. You have amazing recognition ability. But sorry, nine times out of ten, those servers, the food's all fucked up, you know? So what I like to do, if they're not writing anything down, I just pull out a pen and I write my order on a cocktail napkin and just hand it to them, and they get so pissed off. I'm like, listen, I just want it to be right, you know? I mean, it's gotten to the point now where uh, I have to tell people that I have, like, uh, a horrible allergy to tomatoes to not get tomatoes on my shit, and they still come with tomatoes. And... Uh, that's when you start getting free shit. You just go back like, I am allergic to tomatoes, and I told you no tomatoes. <laughs> you get a couple free apple pies, if you know what I'm saying, right? A couple apple pies in the pocket. But, uh, yeah, some... God damn, I was just going to talk about something, and now I can't remember. It had something to do with a restaurant or whatever. Oh, yeah, this is probably the best story I've got about the whole no tomatoes thing is... uh I pulled into a Culver's one time, and they have uh, like a, a turkey bacon melt sandwich or something like that, and it's got tomatoes on it. So I told the lady, I go, no tomatoes. And she goes, okay, no tomatoes, gotcha. And uh, it was my bad for not looking in the bag. I will look in the bag every time when they hand it out the window, and they just kind of stare at me begrudgingly like I shouldn't be checking their work. And it's like, listen, you guys fuck up all the time, Okay. I should be able to take a glance in here and make sure everything's here. So I didn't glance in the bag, and I drove back to my hotel and opened up the bag and sat down and unwrapped the sandwich, and I look in there, and there sits a turkey melt with no bacon, extra tomatoes. I mean, it baffled me. I didn't even get it. I thought it was... I thought it was a joke. I really thought it was a joke. I was like, these motherfuckers. So I wrapped it up, and uh, I do something a lot of people won't do. A lot of people won't go back after they leave. You know, they're like, ah, they fucked it up, whatever. We'll get them next time. Screw that. I wrapped that sandwich up, put it back in the bag, and I drove across town back to that Culver's, and I was like, I said no tomatoes, and I'm allergic to tomatoes, and this sandwich has extra tomatoes. It even says no tomatoes on the receipt. I'm like, is somebody back there messing with me or whatever? I got a couple coupons and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, food delivery to the room, that's always fun. I had a funny story one time when I was on the road. Uh, I got really drunk after a show, and I ordered pizza. And then I passed out on the floor, and uh, they came to deliver the pizza. And I wouldn't answer the door. And apparently the person that delivered the pizza got really pissed off because they were, like, banging on my door. And when I got up, I had, like, six messages on my hotel phone that was basically like, You ordered a pizza and you're, you're not there. You still you owe us eleven fifty. You owe us eighteen fifty or whatever it is. Drive by the restaurant and pay us. You owe us. A note has been left with the front desk that you owe, you know, shit Johnson Pizza Place, like, $18 or whatever. 
I was like, what a bunch of idiots. I just, you know, snuck out the back way and drove. I didn't even check out. I was like, screw that. I was asleep. I didn't get to enjoy that pizza. So shove it. Shove it up your pee hole. But, uh, yeah, I think that's about all I got for this podcast. My dad was a great guy, and I miss him every day. And uh, we were so much alike that uh, we used to fight like cats and dogs, man. He used to do something that would drive me up a wall, and it just makes me smile every time I think about it. But any time I was ever in the kitchen doing anything, like making some food or whatever, and he was in the living room, every single time, 100% of the time, he would always get up and come into the kitchen to see what I was doing. And it used to drive me insane. I'd be like standing there making a sandwich or getting some cereal together or whatever, and he'd just be leaning against the cabinets like, what are we doing in here? And I was just like, just making a little something to eat, Dad. Oh, you got a little extra for your uh, for your popple stilt skin here? And I was just like, oh, God, get your own shit, you know? I remember one time we were, because uh, I used to, I don't know if I can pick this up or if it's going to mess with the sound, but uh, I used to mess with my dad all the time. Yeah, I'll probably put this back down. I'm sure it's making a shit ton of noise. Um, I used to mess with him all the time because he would ask me questions and I would just give him ridiculous answers and he'd get so angry. Like the big one was always asking me where my mom was. He would come in and be like, where's your mother? And I'd be like, well, and he'd be like, don't do it. Just tell me the real answer. Because I would always say like, well, I think she's a... with the Chinese training to be an assassin, you know, just weird shit. But uh, we were in uh, New York visiting my uh, half-sister and her family and stuff, and uh, they had gotten uh, an ice cream cake for uh, one of them at a graduation or something we were out there for. So they had an ice cream cake in in the freezer. And my dad always had this thing, too, where... Uh, he would never directly ask ask for things. He would just kind of float stuff out there, but we would always know what he was doing. Like we were, uh, like he would be driving in the car, and he'd be like, "Anybody have to go to the bathroom?" And we would just be like, "If you have to go to the bathroom, Dad, we can stop." And he was like, "Oh, shut the fuck up," you know. <laughs> so we were at my sister's place, and we were sitting in the living room, and uh, and he he knows. that there's ice cream cake in the freezer. He knows. He's seen it. It was in there. So he goes to me, he goes, uh, so what do we, uh, what do we got for dessert in there? And, uh, I knew exactly what he was going for as soon as he said it. So I decided to start messing with him. I was like, well, I think they got some, uh, orange popsicles or, uh, like those, uh, uh, like skinny cow wheels and uh, maybe this, that, and the other thing. And he's like, no, no, what else, what else they got in there? So I was finally like, well, they do they do have uh, ice cream cake. Oh, ice cream cake, you don't say. Well, maybe you should head in there and uh, cut us up a couple slices. And I was like, oh, God. 
so it's hilarious. I'm in there and and uh, of course I'm not in there for more than five minutes. And I turn around and he's standing there leaning against the cabinet, and he's like, "How are things going in here?" And I was like, "Things are good." So I uh, I slice two slices and I put them on a plate with a fork, and uh, he kind of strolls over and I and I go, "Well, this one's yours and this one's mine." And I didn't see a difference in the sizes, but apparently one was a little bigger than the other. So he looks at it and he goes, oh, that one's yours and this one's mine? I don't think so. And he kind of body checked me and stole the bigger piece and ran out of the room. And I was like, what the fuck? And then, of course, he didn't end up finishing it. He just threw it on my plate, as always. But, uh, God, I miss that guy. Such a nut job. And... uh pretty much the whole reason that I'm a comedian and uh, I have my sense of humor. I owe it all to my dad. He was just uh, one in a million and a character and uh, just a just an all-around cool guy. And I'll never forget uh, the first time I was ever on stage as a comedian. My whole family and friends came out to watch and I came off stage. My dad was waiting for me in the back of the room and he just gave me a huge hug and he goes... Uh, you found it. You found it, son. You found the thing that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. And uh, it still kind of makes me tear up right now thinking about it. You know. But, uh, yeah, I love you, Pop. This podcast is dedicated to you, you nut job. So that, uh, I think, will wrap it up for another uh episode of the unbridled enthusiasm podcast uh check me out online largedrunkman.com largedrunkman on twitter largedrunkman on facebook and this podcast uh got a uh, pandora all my shits on there and soundcloud and rooftop and it's a staggering amount of material that i've come up with so check it out for yourself and uh I also sell some funny shirts through my website, so make sure you check that out. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to talk to the six people that listen to this podcast. And uh, make sure that you tune in next time when we'll talk about who knows.